This Brewery Pro episode of BrewCon Replay is proudly presented by the Independent Brewers Association. Do you want to tap into the potential of your brewery? Then don't miss BrewCon 2023, where you will hear from a range of presenters, see new resources, share an up-to-date research and more. Purchase your BrewCon 2023 tickets today at iba.org.au. And the crowds go wild! Woo! <laughs> Welcome, crowd. Um, our next session is The Crowds Go Wild. Um, we've got Blair Hughes, who is the Fan Engagement Specialist, which is an awesome title, from Two Bays Brewing. He's going to run this panel today. We've got some amazing guests, but I'm handing over to Blair. So Thanks put so your much. hands together for Blair, who's got, had an interesting day. <laughs> Yes, I did, yeah. He yeah. did have an interesting day, so we need to give him a double round of applause oh, and you'll soon much. hear why. Excellent. Thanks very much. All right, come up, guys. Um, you can all come up as well. So um, thanks very much, everyone, for coming along to this session today. I just wanted to start by acknowledging the traditional owners and um, paying our respects to the Aboriginal elders past, present and future. Um, thanks very much uh, for our panellists today. I'll introduce them all in a second as well. Um, but I just wanted to just say that the hashtag today uh, hasn't actually come up on there, but it's hashtag BrewCon19, so you can use that one to be able to um, uh, tweet in as well. Um, again, thanks very much to the IBA for the opportunity as well to be able to do this. Um, and I just wanted to just start by giving a bit of a... Um, that's a there we go. Um, uh, start by just giving a bit of an overview of this session and uh, why it's sort of called And the Crowd Goes Wild. So a bit about my background. Um, first of all, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of craft beer and a fan of sports. So uh, being able to sort of do a panel like this today is obviously pretty fun to join those two passions together. Um, and in my background, I've been a school teacher. I've been a venue manager. I've worked with teams and stadiums um, uh, across the globe, helping them with their fans and understanding their fans and finding ways to sort of engage those fans. And everything I've sort of done has really been about people, understanding human behaviour and, and storytelling. And, and what I really wanted to do with this session was bring together some colleagues from the sporting world that I've sort of done a bit of work for in the past and that I know um, and that do fan engagement really well and then bring that with the craft breweries to sort of really um, see what we can learn and what the craft brewery industry can learn as well. Um, and a bit of the basis of what we're going to talk about today is this topic of fan engagement, but also looking at these collaborations. Um, and if you want to come up and you can grab one of these beers, just don't open it. But if you want to pass them around and have a look, then, then uh, we can pass those out as well. But sort of talking about these collaborations and how they've been great for the community as well. So I have three objectives today that I really want everyone to sort of uh, get something out of this session, and that's to really learn about some fan engagement strategies that craft breweries can learn from the sports industry, um, identify some of the benefits of inclusively, inclusively engaging the local communities uh, that are around us as well, and the third one is really sort of going a bit deeper on these stories, these collaborations um, with the breweries, with the Western Bulldogs and uh, Two Birds, and then with uh, Colonial and Essendon on these, uh, on these great beers here as well. So without further ado, I'll introduce our panellists, if we can just introduce ourselves uh, going along. So I'll start with Jenna. Yeah, uh, Jenna, I am the Marketing Communications Manager for Colonial Brewing Company. 
I'm Amy. I'm the Commercial Partnerships Manager at Essendon Football Club. Uh, Nick, the Chief Commercial Officer of the Western Bulldogs. And hi, I'm Danielle, the co-owner of Two Birds. Fantastic, guys. So um, thanks very much again for being able to be here today. Um, I want to start with uh, our AFL guests today and uh, with Nick and Amy to sort of talk a bit about fan engagement. You know, it's been a, a, a topic that's been a bit of a buzzword in the industry for a while now. You, you see the music industry getting into it as well. Um, I really wanted to sort of talk to you guys, I guess, a bit about how do you see fan engagement? What do you do at your clubs? to really sort of engage fans and some examples of, you know, your approaches to, to fans as well and fan engagement. So what do you think, uh, Nick, on that sort of topic? Yeah, it's been a really exciting journey, I think, for all um, AFL clubs especially, and we're very lucky, like a lot of you are in the room, having that emotional connection with fans each and every day. And I think the most important part is the authenticity that you can provide um, your fans day in, day out. Um, the enormous growth in digital channels has, has, has really changed the whole landscape for all of us. Um, and the opportunity of being able to engage with fans daily, but making sure that you're being authentic with your messaging um, really makes a big difference. And winning does make a huge difference, um, especially in our game. Um, but if you're not winning, you've also got to come up with other ideas and, and, and how you can actually tell your story. And I think that's the great thing about Clubland is that the fact that even if you're not winning, there's lots of things going on, whether it's great community work that you're doing, um, but also to the growth in the number of teams. Um, when I first started, we had, back in 2011 at the Bulldogs, we had one team. We've now got four teams. We have two women's teams, a VFL men's team and an AFL team. So that gives you a bit of a scope on the, on the huge growth that's occurring and the opportunity to engage. That's right, yeah. And, and Amy, I guess um, with Essendon as well, you know, I've been to a lot of Essendon games and been to a lot of Bulldogs games. Um, good luck to you guys too if you get through to the grand final to play Brisbane. Um, uh, but, um, you know, like we talk about sort of, as we've got a couple of pictures up there, you know, the idea of fan engagement with you know, from autographs to kick, kick to kick on the field, the mascots, and, you know, it can be a bit random as well. You know, the, the image down the bottom there is a South American football club who asks their fans, would you like to be microchipped with your ticket so that you can just go into the game and show your arm instead of having to get out a ticket? So there's always a, a lot of really interesting things that clubs are doing and, and trying to do things. What about what Essendon kind of does on game day or in the community as well? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one, particularly on game day, because we don't actually have venue rights as such. Yep. So obviously the venues we are tenants of. Um, so we have to be really creative in coming up with ideas and ways to engage with fans that are in our control. So we try to look at every touch point, whether it's you know digital or from the moment they call our contact centre to start their membership, um, to game day member hub, you know, who's there servicing fans, having our partners activate and bring to life the experience for fans. It's about creating those memorable experiences. Yeah. Um, and to Nick's point, you know, we can't control the performance on the field. So what is in our control um, to add to that fan experience, to make them feel like they're still a part of something, play on that tribalism. Yep. Um, so for us, it's just about looking holistically every touch point we have with fans yep. and making sure that we can deliver those memorable experiences. Are there any examples of this week in the in the finals? Obviously, you're both playing away, um, but is there anything that you've done? I know, Nick, we were talking yesterday about a couple of years ago in the Bulldogs' run to the, the grand final. They did the, the $10. Everyone basically... Or you, you can talk a bit about this one just briefly, the, the $10 on the bus yeah. one, yeah. I think, it, I think that's a really big part of fan engagement is not, you, not all the ideas have to be big ideas. Some small ideas can make a huge 
ripple effect in what you do from an engagement. And so when we played GDWS in the preliminary final back in 16, we had this huge wave of support. Um, but we had nine buses leave um, the Witten Oval in Footscray at 3am. And we actually then got everyone to, we stopped at Albury and we'd worked with the city of Albury to, they had their, they had all their local bands out to welcome the nine buses as they arrived. But we did a really clever thing where we had a letter from Luke Beveridge, the coach, with a $10 note for everyone who sat down in their seat. Um, so then when they got off, it was pretty much breakfast was on the Bulldogs, thanks for your support. And it was amazing the amount of social media activity that that then drove, which continued that emotional connection that we had seemed to get, not just with our fans, but really much fan bases around the nation that we were going to all the 1% things to make our fans feel really special as part of it. And, and that's right, a lot of those simpler types of things are often, they, they go better on social media and a lot of fans really appreciate that. There would have been a lot of fans that would have just been happy with that letter, you know, even just, and what did it cost? Eight cents for a piece of paper printed a thousand times or whatever given to those those fans and then ten dollars as well. I mean that's great, but it's that showing that you know you're valued as well kind of thing. Um, I guess throwing it over then to the breweries as well, Jenna and Danielle, like what do you guys do in terms of your fan engagement, whether it's at the breweries or in the community? Um, and we'll talk about the, the collabs in a moment, but what about sort of um, the things that you guys do, your your approaches, what do you sort of think of with fans and that? Um, I think for us it's really important to tell our story but also be engaged with our fan stories. So we're not always telling them what our brand is but we want to be part of their lifestyle and part of their story. So a few things that we do is, you know, talk to the community. Local is really important for us, especially in our brewery in Port Melbourne. Um, you know, not only do we sponsor Essendon but we sponsor Port Melbourne Football Club as well and all of the local sporting clubs around that area. Um, you know, there's a lot of touch points in beer. I think the uh, beauty about beer is that beer becomes with a moment. So, mm. you know, it could be a celebration, it could be a commiseration. It's a little bit like music when you hear, you know, you hear a, like a song and it takes you back to a moment. Yeah. And they're the moments that we want to create and engage with our fans on um, and our drinkers on. Yep. So it's really understanding the passions of our beer drinker um, and trying to engage with them and go along the ride with them. Yep. So, you know, you've got a lot of touch points in terms of, you know, you've got ta like tastings um, and then we also sponsor a lot of uh, festivals, music festivals and things like that. So it's just engaging with them on what they're passionate about as mm. well and actually going along with the journey because we learn a lot about the beer drinker whilst doing that too. Yes. So yep. um, I think that it's really important to understand the people who are drinking your beer, why they're drinking your beer, um, and then just be a part of their story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's really valuable what you've said there as well, you know, really understanding your audience. And, you know, the AFL guys here, you know, you know that more than anything as well. Um, Danielle, yesterday I saw your Instagram stories of the brewing of the Pink Boots uh, beer. Yep. And, you know, there's been a lot of breweries that do, you know, great collabs or, um, you know, tastings and workshops and things like that. What, what about the other things that, you know, you guys do at Two Birds as well? Yeah, I guess we're always looking for um, different um, paths to, I guess, tell our story and talk to different audiences. I think we, we're, you know, we're always talking to the beer community a lot of yeah. um, every opportunity to grow our brand. Like the partnership with Western Bulldogs is an amazing avenue to talk to a whole new audience um, that are connected already in our local community. So, yeah, we, I guess it's really important to, when you're thinking about building a brand and trying to connect um, and obviously grow the business and get more uh, drinkers on board to look at 
sort of a scope of different op opportunities to get the beer out there. Yep. And uh, the Western Bulldogs, you know, it was a kind of a, a dream uh, collaboration, really, to have that in our backyard and um, to kind of bring that together was um, pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. It really hits a lot of things, doesn't it? Local, um, you know, people love beer as well as they love sport. And, yep. you know, as, as I say, I'm a Lions fan, but the amount of games that I've been to at Witten Oval now and cracked these tinnies and there's nothing better than sitting on that hill and, and having that, you know, and having supporting a local brewery and a local team and things like that, there's something that... Um, makes you feel good inside and it's not just the beer so um, you know yeah it's it's great so I think too you know um, going back to Nick and Amy as well the idea in the sports business we've talked a lot about uh, fan first approaches in the last couple of years you know there's been stadiums in the US and then it's sort of uh, followed here to Australia where we've got craft beer in stadiums, we've got cheaper food and beverage deals, we've got kids combo meals I think if anyone's sort of been to the, the G or or Marvel, they might have seen, you know, sort of cheaper deals and stadiums and teams working on those types of things. Uh, do you guys sort of have a fan-first approach and what do you think about, you know, putting fans first in that, in that sense as well? Um, yeah, we do. Obviously, um, we wouldn't exist as a club without fans. Mm. Um, and if you think about the commercialisation of sport, it all comes down to fans. So everything that we do will always have that in the back of the mind. Um, we do use a lot of data and insights to make sure that we are targeting messages appropriately to the right audiences because it's not a one-size-fits-all when marketing to your fans. Um, so you really have to make sure that if you've got a female strategy and you're trying to bring on new female audiences, for example, you've got to do things differently than talking to your hardcore fanatic fan who will love you and never leave you. If you're trying to access new audiences beyond that, you know, that's where things like the partnerships come in handy because they're not traditional fans as such. So I think diversifying your messaging and making sure that you're actually tailoring what you do to all those different audience groups will set you up for success down the track. And sort of thinking about hardcore fans, you know, these hardcore brand ambassadors, um, do, do you at the breweries have sort of, you know, these fans that just, are there some crazy fans that just go out of their way to, you know, really get behind your brand and, and ways that you find you can put them, you know, even even more, um, not sort of use them, but just find ways that you can get a lot more out of those fans to turn them into people who will go out and sort of sell your message as well kind of thing about what they love about you? Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, um, I found coming not from a beer background and coming in, I, I think that it's been really interesting to see that there is such a passion in beer. I think that there, um, the beer community is really important to the growth of craft breweries um, and then they nearly become ambassadors for mm. your brand. Um, so for us, I think that not only just for Colonial, but I think for craft breweries um, as a whole, it's really important for us to collaborate um, and, you know, tell our stories together as well. Mm. It's like, yes, you are competitors in the market, but we're not going to exist with these mm. big guys if we don't actually collaborate, tell our story and join together. Um, so we certainly have, um, you know, we've got a really good base, especially in WA, yeah. um, of loyal fans because we've been there for such a long time. Um, you know, we've only been over in Victoria and have been present for the past three years. So we're in that infancy stage, but now that's starting to change and we're starting to see that people are engaging with us um, on a much stronger level, which mm. has also helped our brand grow. Yes, so yeah. I think that the ambassadors of the brand are nearly more important than trying to get the new the new uh, consumer mm. at the moment um, because it's much easier to keep them um, and keep them as ambassadors and they're going to bring people on for you as well. That, that's so right. That's I right. think loyalty is really important. 
Yeah, um, just touching on that, Danielle, a question for you. I mean, um, how, how important is authenticity in being authentic? You know, I, I see as, a, as an outsider, um, you know, two birds and so many of the, the breweries, you know, I'm so passionate about everything that they do and what they put into the community. And I see that in both your brands as well, your, your beers uh, and breweries. But how, how, how important is authenticity to you as well? Oh, I mean, you can't hide in, yep. in the world that we're living in. So I think everything that you've got to that you're putting out there, that you're telling everyone, it's got to uh, be true to the brand and um, because people see through it. So, yep. you know, they're straight onto it if they're, um, if it's, if it doesn't, you know, seem qu quite right or whatever, they're quick to comment. But um, just going back to the uh, ambassador's comment, yep. you know, they're the, they're the people that you want. You want, yeah. a, you want the people t um, jumping on your brand and, you know, b supporting it and backing your story and, you know, they're the ones that, it's they're, they're free, so they're they're. That's right. Yeah, they're. And they'll out buy there. all your merch and come to all those events and things like that. And it's it's so important to look after those people as well, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, this one's open to everyone as well. Uh, and before we move on to sort of talking about the collaborations, but um, what's a really interesting thing has been in, and it's a great thing in the last couple of years, the rise of women's sport, professional sport. So not only from the AFLW, but to the NRLW, or across all codes, you know, the Matildas, all types of teams. Um, there's, there's more women in coaching roles, there's more women in media as well. Um, and then in the beer world, more women are drinking craft beer and more women are working in breweries, which is fantastic as well kind of thing. Is there anything different that, you know, from an AFL club perspective or from the breweries as well that you do differently to engage female fans? Or how important is that to engage that market as well? And that's open to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think um, in general, 50% of um, sporting fans are female. Yep. Um, and for way too long, it wasn't a, a real focus for, for sporting teams. Yep. Um, and you think about decision making that's done in just in general day to day, um, there's definitely a, a higher female skew in that. So understanding um, the interest in that, and I think that's where the collaboration with us having in women inspiring women yes. to have our own AFLW team, but then to have the first female owned brewery in that's Australia right. in our backyard, the collaboration and the story that we could then do really resonated so strongly with our members and fans and That's then working right. together to bring that to life on match day and just seeing families feeling really proud that they were supporting something like that. And yep. I think it's, it's and you talked about boards and um, mm. we'll probably have close to 50% of our board at the Bulldogs yep. female at the end of this year. Yep. And I think um, we're, only, we're only seeing the beginning of all that and it's, you know, it's an exciting new journey for everyone. That's right. And, and it's opened up more sort of partnerships and commercial partnerships and new fans as well. You know, we've, we've seen so many different codes where they've broken crowd records, they've broken memberships, TV ratings and things like yeah. that as well. Uh, and that sort of plays into sport, as, uh, to the breweries and beer as well kind of thing. So anyone else sort of have something to add to that as well from a, from a brewery perspective or...? Uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, beer, you go from marketing to the female to buy for their male partner. Yep. Um, but it's breaking down that perception that females don't drink beer. They, they certainly drink beer yeah. and it's, you know, that perception of the female being out going, do I want to order a beer because what is the person next to me going to think about it? Um, and I think that, that had, there's certainly been a shift there. Um, you know, when we produced our Southwest Sour, that actually had females in mind. Um, yep. You know, we saw that as the entry into beer where females can try it um, yep. and try something so they feel like the beer 
you know, drinking beer isn't as polarising. Um, so when we were putting the branding together for that, um, it was really important to look at something that, you know, males still wanted to drink and feel comfortable holding, but then also that's something that's a little bit more... Um, you know, from the eye for a female, they go, oh, what is this? They feel a little bit more comfortable to go to it. So I think it's just, um, you know, there's a lot of barriers to break down and I think that there has been a lot of barriers to break down and I think um, you guys have done an amazing job yeah. for the craft beer industry to have, you know, an all-female craft um, brewery. Um, what we can talk about as well, um, when we talk about females drinking beer, we can just turn around and say, you know, we've got a full female brewery. That's right. Um, yeah. That's around the corner too. So... Um, I think it's just a lot of perception. I think it's breaking down that perception that females don't drink beer. Um, you know, welcome them into the fold as well, that it's not a boys' club. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, that females do drink beer, females understand beer. Um, so it's a bit of education yeah. on that front too and, and um, yeah, make them feel comfortable in the beer industry. That's right. It's important. Yep, that's very true. And I think sort of also what you sort of, um, you know, touched on, the idea that, you know, women for so long it was seen as, you know, it's them to buy the beer for the guy or something like that. And it's just changed so much that, you know, that's a silly way of thinking kind of thing, but we've got all these different types of beer styles and everything out there now. Um, and it's amazing that, you know, more women are working in beer as well, the great work that Pink Boots does and everything as well. So, um, you know, and, and of course, exactly what you've mentioned about Danielle and Jane and what they've done, but can you talk a bit about that as well, about the, the female fan as well? Um, you know, are we seeing, you know, more women drinking craft beer? I mean, I've, I've read about it and I've followed what's sort of happening. It certainly seems like it from the perspective of my wife who never used to drink beer and now yep. loves sours and loves that one and, and all other types, but you know. Yeah, I think um, obviously we've never kind of marketed or targeted women per se, but I think because we are women that we attract more women to beer. That's def definitely kind of our plan. We, do, we um, develop beers and think about beers, you know, as females, so I think naturally, hopefully, women are attracted to our beers and our brand. But I think we're up, actually up to about 30% of the beer drinking population is um, is females yeah. now, which yeah. is which is pretty cool. And I, um, when I look at our kind of good, uh, analytics on our uh, fans and followers, I think we've actually got about a 50/50 split between uh, males and females, which I think is yeah. Yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And you know, you say the 30%, like how, how much has that risen in the last few years or since you've sort of looked into that or? I think when we first started, it was around about 10% wow. and we've grown that to 30% now. Wow. So yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it was, it's really good to hear that. Um, so that, that's really good just to talk about that part. But now I sort of just want to talk a bit about the, um, these fantastic partnerships here. So. Um, in the sports business and, and craft beer in the last few years, we've seen, you know, Gage Roads go into Optus Stadium. Um, obviously, you know, the Western Bulldogs and Two Birds here and then Colonial and Essendon were some of the first ones of these. But I think we're up to about 15 of these now. You've got Newstead with the Brisbane Bullets, um, Stomping Ground with Melbourne City in the A-League. Um, th there's a whole bunch now. Souths and Young Henrys, I think, just did one last week as well, um, which, was, which was great as well uh, for those NRL fans. But, um, you know, just sort of I wanted to ask, you know, each of you as well around the topic of these collaborations. If we can start with... Uh, Nick and Danielle about the two birds and Western Bulldogs one and also yourself because you, Jenna, you sort of helped in the early days of this one as well. But can you talk a bit about how this all started? You know, I, I really want to go behind the, the story about this as well and, and the, the outcomes of it. So, 
You can tell the story. Well, I think, it, I think <laughs> the great thing about the story, it started with our staff actually going to Two Birds to have drinks yep. and the fact that it was only it's only five minutes or so from the club and there was the fact that we were getting a new AFLW team. It was a, it was a great opportunity and I think the genius part of it is the is the name Trailblazer and I think um, on both sides so we felt like we were trailblazers in the AFLW by being one of the first teams and we played some exhibition games against Melbourne the two years earlier and we had 7,500 come to VU Whitnoble and I think that really made everyone wake up and think, wow, this is a great opportunity. So I think the AFL were originally thinking 2020 and, and brought it forward um, to, uh, to 2017. Mm. So, um, so for us to then align ourselves with a trailblazing brewery was, was a, really a match made in heaven. And I think, again, just that, that story element that we're able to, to deliver and bring to life. And I think as we have the issue aim and I at Marvel Stadium, which we love playing there, but it's not owned by the clubs. Um, whereas at VU Whitnoval, we can control everything that's done. So from the activation point of view, um, but then the, of course having um, the fridges stocked with Trailblazer, it allowed us then to be able to drive some return on investment and volumes that we were able to deliver um, till this day as well, instead of it just being a brand story. Yeah. And I think the fact that we can amplify through our big digital channels, um, that was another way of us being able to help Two Birds actually get that brand out there, but then it allowed other people to ask questions around what are some of the other products that we can in, we can engage with and also driving people from the local area to, to get down there as well. That's right, that's right. And what about some of the outcomes? Like, um, you know, as I said, I've been out to a couple of games because, I mean, it's great you can go to a, a big stadium like Marvel or the G or whatever, but, you know, our stadium's here in Victoria and, and it's great that you can get Gage over at Optus Stadium because it is nicer for a fan to get a nicer quality beer and I think we'd all agree that as well. But, um, you know, how has it sort of um, gone with the fans then as well? Like, you know, have you seen them, buy, do they buy more of the, the, the two birds, the Trailblazer, than I think some of the others that are out there as well that I've seen? But um, it's great that, you know, you can get this better quality beer at stadiums and more and more around the world are trying to, to do that as well. Um, what about some of the success or the outcomes? Can we, could we see it at Marvel down the track, do you think, or something like that? Or uh, We snuck it in there in the um, yeah, one of the lounges. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we've both, we've <laughs> yep. both yep. done that a few times. Yep. And I think they're those the opportunities and keep asking those questions. Yep, yep. Um, I did say to Danielle, we had a VFL home game at VU Whitney. We had 3,000 on the weekend and... Um, there was only one bottle, was only one can left when I looked on Monday and I said, oh, we better restock that. But I think the, definitely for both of us, the, the colours yep. and the collaboration around the colours yep. and, and the stories that go with both brands, I think that's in itself has that emotional connection. And yes. when you think about a fan and they love wearing their colours, this is a nice extension of that um, at a game day. That's right. And I think there'd be fans too that, you know, would be would be buying these ones just to sort of put it in their sort of shrines at yeah. home or fan shrines and, and definitely have one or there'd be people that don't even drink alcohol um, that would be buying one of these because that's that fandom yeah. uh, culture of, of, of AFL fans and sports fans or fans in general. So and I think for our players too, so for our AFLW players and, and AFLW in general, it's still a part-time um, opportunity. So the inspiration that the girls have had by going down to Two Birds and learning how the beer's made, yep. um, but also feeling inspired that, wow, women can do anything. And I think yep. that's the power of the op the partnership that we have. Um, and it's a great example of yeah. how we're trying to inspire women to, to do whatever they want to. That's right, yeah. I'm all about the numbers. And so the mainstream beer still had to be available at the uh, Witten Noble, yeah. but we outsold it four to one. So I was like, oh. yes. 
Well, and, and that is that is fans wanting this one to yeah. show their allegiance to that. Yeah. And uh, and why wouldn't you? I mean, to, to have that in your hand and the brand in the hand and all that as well. So um, that's fantastic to hear that, that kind of stat. Um, what about you guys with Colonial and Essendon then? How did this all come about? Um, and we've got like the... Uh, when, when this first was launched, actually, my brother up in Brizzy, he said, I've got to get one of these for my mate. And I went around everywhere. It must have been the first release, and I couldn't pick one up everywhere, anywhere. <laughs> we days. sold out in, like, 24 hours. And I nearly had to buy one off eBay to be yeah. able to basically just get it for my brother to give to this guy. But, um, you know, it's, it's so cool how you've got the retro logo on there, then you've done the cups on there as well. You know, I, I just think of the fan thing, how cool is this? I can drink this. And it's the same with the Two Birds one. But um, how did it all come about for you guys? Um, we have our MD has a long association with Essendon Football Club um, and my past has actually come from the AFL and sport and so when the CUB deal relinquished the clubs in the AFL we saw a really strong opportunity to be able to connect with Essendon. Um, one of the biggest things being a craft brewery um, and coming into this role is that there's a lot of red tape for independent craft breweries to be able to talk to a broader consumer market. You know, um, AFL is like a religion mm. in Australia and especially in Melbourne and we were uh, new into Melbourne so it was really important for us to be able to talk to that AFL crowd but how can you do that when you're up against a CUB? Mm. Um, so as soon as they relinquished that um, deal we jumped on it straight away and said, you know, this is a really good opportunity just to close the gap for, um, you know, not only for, like, I feel like the gap's being closed for craft beer drinkers um, to the, you know, educating to the broader consumer, um, yeah. but why don't we do that from a, um, a partnerships perspective too? Um, and the great thing is that um, Essendon have been really nimble and we were able to utilise our brand as well as Essendon's brand. So one of the things for us is to really give a nod to the past um, and that's why we put the old Essendon um flag and logo on there yeah. is because we wanted to connect to our brand but then also connect into Essendon's fans and the passions that they have. Um, so it was really, that was a part of the storytelling. Um, you know, we didn't want to just be a sponsor of Essendon. If we were going to be a sponsor of Essendon, we needed to be a sponsor for a reason um, and we wanted Has to, to tell authentic. our story yeah. and be authentic. So um, And think to the longevity yeah. of what we could do with the cans as well. Definitely. Mm. And I think, you know, CUB hated that we could do it so quickly and throughout yeah. the season, you know, CUB have only done it for, um, you know, grand finals yes, or, yeah. and then they started to bring out, you know, mm. the Collingwood beer and we were just sat, sitting back going, I'm really glad that you're kind of thinking forward because we need, as craft breweries, yeah. we need to think innovation, we That's need right. to think um, consumer first uh, to stay in the market, so yep. that was really important for us. That's right. Um, just one thing you sort of touched on, Amy can probably uh, speak to this one as well, but did uh, working together, you know, did teams sort of come together, whether it's commercial or marketing departments as well, same for you guys as well, like joining forces and did that make it sort of stronger as well and, and the knowledge transfer as well kind of thing? Was that sort of Yeah, absolutely. Of I think from a club perspective, like we know everything about our fans and our audiences and we can share that insight to Colonial to help shape our campaign. So, um, you know, we started a new pre-game ritual this year, which sort of plays on the Kevin Sheedy jacket wave yep, um, yep. from 1993, I think it was. Yep. 
Um, and you know, now we have the product that kind of replicates that. So it's taking that at match experience and bringing it to life from a consumer point of view. It's just a shame we can't trust fans anymore to have cans in a stadium or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, to no mid-strength Throw them around that. in that. Yeah. yeah, but they do become a collectible item yes. as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got six different designs in the new range or the yep. current range, I suppose you could say. Kevin Sheedy beer. Kevin Sheedy beer. Um, so you know that's still giving a different angle so that people want to buy. They might not necessarily be beer drinkers. Yes. So yep. we could introduce them to the product, but also, you know, still drive them to purchase. Like, and, like and I said, it. I saw it on eBay as well. Yeah. So, you know, like, and, and thankfully you put them out again so I could get them for my brother. Um, one quick thing as well, you know, for, for all of you, um, because you've gone and aligned yourself with Essendon, because you've gone and aligned yourself with Western Bulldogs and things like that, um, do you find other craft beer fans, uh, you know, they, they won't drink it because they're a Collingwood fan or they they don't like AFL or something. I mean, you do all other types of beer, so it's kind of like, you know, put that aside or whatever kind of thing. But d is there any of that as well or that they wouldn't drink it or something? Or oh, Look, I think like anything, everyone's going to bag the Collingwood supporter or, yeah. everyone, you know, yeah. like it, it's, it's, you know, everyone who has a moment to have a bit of a laugh and, and talk about that, then, yeah. you know, yeah, there, there's that with yeah. everything. But um, also I I think that if anything, we've actually seen it to be really positive for us. Yeah. Um, you know, people who aren't Essendon supporters actually look at us and go, "Wow, that's pretty I cool." I wish that I could you have, that have my done club that. Or something. Yeah, I, yeah. Wish, yep. I wish my club have done yep. that as well. So, um, it, for us, if even if they say that it's creating conversation, mm. people are talking about us, and that's half of the battle mm. when you're going into these collaborations and things like that. So. Um, whether they talk about to say that they don't back precedent or they're not going to drink our beer, they'll drink our beer. They know about us, so yeah. you know it's a it's it's a retention thing and it's a repetition thing that you know um, once we're in the market and and um, up against CUB, it creates conversation and that's half the battle. That's right. And I think it's the competition side of it. So everyone in the room, it's a very competitive marketplace that we all work in. Yep. So having points of differentiation mm -hmm. um, and knowing that not everything's going to work every time. Yep. Um, you know, we did a we did a Thor Guernsey for round one yeah. um, at Marvel Stadium, and um, and working with the marketing and digital team, there was a few nerves early days with the feedback once we put it out there. But because Chris Hemsworth's a massive Bulldogs fan, and we knew he was coming to the game, we knew that would then come to life. Was there a viral um, photo of him or something without a jersey or with a jersey ripped or something as well? Or well, he had it, yeah. So there was there was a lot of, uh, but again, we ended up selling over seven hundred Guernseys. Yeah. Um, and then he came with Matt Damon to the game. We won the game, so it was like we would then, you know, came yeah. across really well. But not everything's always going to work, and there's, yeah. and that's what you learn from those um, opportunities. But I think being bold and, and being and differentiating yourselves yeah. gives that's, you the chance to do something different. That's really wise as well, saying that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of you know what what these actually contributed to the community and the importance of engaging the local community what what did you find what were some of the outcomes or um the importance of engaging the local community as well you know if you guys want to start sort of saying a bit about that like what did you find was the reception or the um uh, the feedback even from you know the outcomes of this as well for the local community yeah i think our collaboration probably has that another layer to it other than just being a two brands put together, there's the story behind it um, with the AFLW uh, coming together and us. So there was um, a, you know, a big runway for to talk about the um, why we came together and I guess what it was uh, all about and you know, ultimately it's about inspiring women to you know, go out there and achieve their dreams. So we had, um, I guess, a lot of 
ways that we could talk about that in terms of how we uh, got the recipe together, the name, the colours and what it stands for. So, yeah. And people in the West are very um, passionate mm. and we really, that's a big focus for us. We've got more members and fans than any other club in the AFL in the West of Melbourne. Yes. Um, yep. And then, so again, that, that opportunity of supporting your local yep. really shone through as well. Yeah, that's fantastic as well. And from you, from your perspective? As yeah, well? I think we've got a similar sort of thing. Like we um, work with Colonial to create the home away from home, for example. So we, we push our fans to go to the brewery to watch the games, mm. particularly away games. That's cool. Yeah, um, that's they have cool a great idea. offering for members, 30 minutes of free beer if, if we win, win. Um, which is an amazing yeah. offer. Mm. So that, yeah. <laughs> and people right love free beer, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that really resonates with fans. Yep. Yep. Um, and it's just all about creating that legacy. So not only are we trying to be pioneers in this space, but it's about creating a long-term legacy that we can take yes. over the years and, and do different designs and, and it becomes that memorable engagement with the fans. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So when we kicked 21 goals in a row against you a few weeks ago, they would have left yeah. pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A few people yeah. drank that one. <laughs> just, they just drank more. Yeah, they just drank more. They just got yeah, bored and just over. went yeah. to the bar. So <laughs> cost them less. Yeah, yeah. 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 drown the sorrows. Yeah. Um, do, do you have anything else to add oh. to that? I think, I think for us is, um, you know, you look at, we looked at the partnership and went, what can we offer that's something completely different um, from, a, like, coming from football, that's one of the biggest challenges that clubs have as well, is yeah. you have all sponsors, a lot of the same sponsors, you know, you're rolling out similar content, you know, how do you stand out? Um, from a club perspective to keep your fans engaged mm. and that's where we um, that was one of the points of when we were pulling everything together is not only the value that Essendon could offer us but what could we offer Essendon mm. yeah. um, being a nimble craft brewery we could do things we didn't have a lot of red tape um, so you know when you talk about that fan first um, that was what was really important is you know what what could we put together that's completely different that also makes Essendon look like, like you know, it works with Essendon to be a leader in their, in yes. clubland, yep. as well as not only in um, the craft brewery. So um, I think that that was really important for mm. us. That's no, fantastic as well. And, and I guess from the AFL's perspective and everything that, you know, the sports business really sort of, I guess, we were talking a bit about this as well before, that fan engagement really is just great customer service, it's marketing, it's, it's looking after people kind of thing. If you guys from the AFL and from your teams, you know, you're, you're doing this non-stop kind of thing and all these breweries that do great stuff that I've, I've seen on my travels this year as well, um, what do you think craft breweries can kind of learn from the sports fan engagement as well to, to sort of take away? Um, any sort of tips or, or ideas, uh, Amy, Amy and Nick? From a fan engagement point of view, I think it's just playing to that audience that we have in sport. So we're really, really lucky that we have fans attached to us. They are genuinely invested in the club, whereas you don't get that a lot. I mean, beer is a little, probably a little bit more like that, but you don't get that across any other marketing mm. spend. So sponsorship is, it, it is another marketing spend, but it's something where you can really drive a connection with the audience mm. that you're talking to. Yes. Um, and I think brands who, who really make the most of that, so these two are the perfect example, are the ones that are going to reap the benefits yep. from doing that. Um, you know, you can, can have a media buy or an outdoor buy, but you're not going to get the same 
feeling and emotion out yes. of your audience yeah. that you can aligning with a football club? That's right. There's a physical thing here that's a bit different than just a, a sponsor giving a team money or something like that and, yeah. and, not, and being a bit hollow or and something. And it comes like down to that is. authenticity. Yes. So if you yep. can show that you're authentic and genuine in your relationship yep. with the club, then you know that's all the fans want to see. That's right. All right, well, we might, uh, I think there's some mics. Um, we might open it up to some questions. Does anyone have any questions around any of the topics? I think we've got some mics roving around. There's a couple of people. Uh, just a question around, so from the commercial side of things, did it drive off-prem accounts for you? Did you get access to take these into bottle shops and other venues in, the, in your ge geographic area to help drive uh, a return on investment as well? from the brewery side of things? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I guess that's part of when you're weighing up the commercial decision to you know, go, move forward with a partnership like this, you've got to factor in all of those bigger picture things that it's going to bring along to the agreement. So it's not just about the, you know, the, um, the story and the being, having access to the actual fans and the club. It's about what, what else is it going to bring, bring, to the, bring to the table. So yeah. Um, because corporate dollars have been missing for so long in women's sport. Um, health department funding has sort of filled that void in most states. Um, how do you see craft beer working alongside uh, that? And is it possible? Oh, it definitely is. I think you know, we've um, been really lucky with the, the amount of partnerships that we've been able to drive with our AFLW team, um, which are partnerships that we didn't have before. So Priceline Pharmacy, um, is a really good example, um, all about women wanting to do things differently. Um, the important thing is, again, we talked about it before, the authenticity around what we're doing. And, um, and if you look at what all of you do in the room around different audience segments that you're engaging with, the fact that we get to play at VU Whitnova with 10,000 people, we provide that sort of atmosphere of it being like a, a family backyard on a weekend. And a big part of having um, a barbecue is having a drink. So I think that's all part of it. And, and the storytelling that we do through our digital channels very much shows that family orientation part of it as well. Um, but again, um, there's balances of what you've got to work around. Um, and I know from a digital point of view, when you're doing your own marketing through Facebook sponsored posts and things like that, there are certain criteria that you've got to look at. Um, but I think we talk more about the experience and the, and the passionate um, relationship that we share more than anything. Fantastic. Any other questions? Hi. Um, the collaboration, is that a joint venture from a financial perspective as well? I, I suppose shared equally or if you could help explain that a little bit more? Uh, no, it's, it's a straightforward um, you know, wholesaler customer relationship that, that we have with Western Bulldogs. So no, there's a negotiation around the price, of course, there always is, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, they're just a, a they're a customer of ours. So um, yeah, that's uh, I think it keeps it pretty yeah, clean good partnership. and simple. Yeah, yeah. and Thank I think you. that's the most important part is the partnership and what that evolves in the story that that can help. Um, but I think yeah, ideally for all of us here, there's a there is a financial element that goes with yeah. it. And if you want the partnerships to continue, like any, um, we've got to be showing return on investments. And I think it's that it's the balance that in two or th in the second and third year is how do you refresh the partnership and actually make sure that it remains um, sustainable for every all parties moving forward. Yeah, I think for um, being in the AFL, there is there has to be a financial component um, to it, especially because with the CUB, you have to 
spend a certain amount of money to be involved. Yeah. Um, for a craft brewery, we don't have endless budgets and we don't have endless money, um, which is a lot of what would be happening in this room as well. So how do you make an agreement like that? How do you step into that agreement? Um, a really big one for us, and that's why the beer came into play, is that we could actually make a return and everything that we put into the beer and all the money that we made on the beer actually goes on to the sponsorship. Um, so it's nearly like a brand first um, uh, experience, I suppose, brand first and then long term, hopefully as a craft brewery, we can get to a stage where we, we can make a return on it. Um, but we see the value in talking to the consumers, talking to their fans, um, you know, closing the gap between CUB. Um, so yes, there is a financial element, but as a craft brewery, we had to find ways to be able to pay that off um, because we're not in a position to be able to just go out and, and put money on the table, um, which I think a lot of us would, would have as well. So that was really important for us to um, be able to do this partnership. Yep, a question down here. So just clarifying that, so, so the, you, you are effectively providing some sponsorship, but that comes from the revenues generated by the collaboration that you're doing with them? Yes. That's yep. an excellent idea. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was going to say too, maybe we'll, we'll start to wrap it up and everything as well, but um, what's next then for these partnerships? I mean, that's, that's probably a good question to ask kind of for, from a fan's perspective as well. What, what can fans expect in the future from these kind of... Uh, if you can go into any detail. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for us, the way that we've put together these beers is we definitely want the beers to be ongoing to pay off the sponsorship, um, <laughs> but also uh, to just offer extra for for the Essendon supporters and consumers. So, you know, we've gotten the story now with um, ex-players, so Sheedy being the first one, and that's going to be our ongoing positioning. Um, what's next for us is one of the biggest things was, you know, initially when you enter into this partnership, it was the Essendon fans understanding who we were um, and to get them to try the beer, um, that was step one, is to put it into something that they trust, mm. into um, a brand that they trust for them to try it. So our next steps is to try and turn these, uh, you know, the sheedy beer drinkers into colonial beer drinkers, into advocates. Um, one of the biggest things for us in the last probably six months is to really work on the Essendon area, the Essendon suburb, as it yeah. is as well, and really put a lot of support behind them. Um, like and taps so, at venues and yeah, things. And yeah, yeah. You know, off-prem yeah. accounts, yeah. Um, working with, you know, players to come to the bars. No, they're not drinking, but they're eating pizza at yeah. the bars. Yeah. You know, like things yeah. like never that. Drinking Just they're form. never drinking in the, in the venues. But um, I think for us, it's really important to keep the story going. But instead of us telling the story, it's then, you know, as I said earlier, it's um, actually being part of Essendon's long long-term yeah. strategy and long-term story. I think that we've got a really nice positioning where we're not talking about the current players, we're just, we're a part of the club now and I think yeah. that it's how we start to connect. And we're starting to actually that. expand the offering a bit further to our interstate members, so um, using online beer sales yes. um, yep. websites and things like that are really opening the doors for all of our interstate members yep. and fans to access the products as well. So that's kind of the next iteration to try and look at how we can grow the sales that's, as well. That's right. And from your, your perspective as well kind of thing, is there anything sort of coming or new or anything you're looking at for the future with it? Or? I think our focus was um, both, both of these teams have fantastic breweries for events. Yep. And I think we've had a couple of sponsor events and I think yep. that's probably the key is how do we engage more of our partners yep. to use the breweries for their own events, yep. which actually spreads the word and, uh, and then helps drive volumes. And I think um, 
the guys here have done a great job. I think we probably need to do a bit more in the, our own local area. We're, it's there's so much growth in pubs opening up in the Footscray Yarraville area, mm. and I think if as a collaboration of how do we drive more of that, and they 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 feel that local connection because yeah. we do have connections with pubs. It's probably how do you get it all uh, more collaborative from That's that right. point of view. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. Um, all right, so last thing I'll uh, leave you guys with as well is if you could just answer this question just as sort of a key takeaway kind of thing, what would be your um, your most important key tip for effectively engaging your fans and why? And you've probably all sort of mentioned a couple of key words today, but what, what springs to mind as the number one thing when effectively engaging your fans or fans in general? I think just a consistent message, really. Consistency, yeah. Yep. yep. And understand the passion, understand why you're there understand why you're talking to them, um, I think is really important because, you know, you're engaging them for a reason and, and they're passionate about something. So I think it's just really important to remember your message and be true to why, why yep. you're there and why you're talking to them, um, I think is really important. Yeah, understand your audience, make sure that your message is genuine and the buzzword authentic obviously has come up quite a lot, but really making sure that you're using the insights that you've got access to, to speak specifically to your audience. That's right. I think a really good motto is platform of choice, content of choice. So what platform are they using to engage um, your storytelling and make sure that content is actually talking to them. Um, don't force them to go to a particular area, um, whether it's at game or on, on particular digital channels. Uh, engage with them where they're actually um, looking at your brand day in, day out. Fantastic. Now, if you guys get through and you win the grand finals and whatnot kind of thing, you know, fingers crossed for you, or fingers crossed for me for Brisbane fan, actually. But um, do these, does the cup get filled up with uh, Colonial or, or Two Birds and then they, they drink that? Or, uh, well, AFLW Premiership a couple of years ago, of course it did. Yeah, yeah good, I was good. Say, uh, MCG yep. might not uh, be so. Oh, right. I'll bring it out. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, good luck, guys, for the finals. Um, so, Nick, uh, the Bulldogs have got three teams, the VFL team, the women's team and the men's as well, all four. on the same day. Four teams. Oh, playing this oh, weekend. Oh, playing this weekend, yeah. Yeah. Three on the one day. Three yeah. on the one day. And then uh, the Bombers tonight, tonight. over in West yeah. Coast. So, so come to the brew and watch it. That's right. Yeah. That's it. There you go. Home, everyone. Um, all right. Well, look, everyone, thanks very much for coming along to this. Um, I hope you got a lot out of it and uh, might help your brewery or your, or your marketing. Um, more information can be found on the Colonial and Essendon uh, link there. And all of this is available as well. You can have these slides or I can send it to you if you'd like them. Um, and then Two Birds and the Western Bulldogs. And also my website's just got a whole bunch of fan engagement strategies. I've helped a lot of craft breweries and teams and whatnot. There's heaps of free stuff there and um, you, you do well to just sort of go there and have a look and uh, get some ideas as well. So um, thanks again uh, to the IBA. Thanks again to these guys. Please give them a round of applause for giving up their time today. Especially Amy, who's got uh, um, uh, the, the final tonight yes. as well. Nick's got a couple of extra days. Um, but thank you, all of you, for being a part of this and uh, helping to educate everyone. So, yeah, cheers. Thanks, Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you very much. And a huge thank you to Blair as well for being such a slick facilitator. Thank you. Thank you were you. the only one that brought slides in today, <laughs> so you were super professional. There you go. Um, that wraps it all up today in the Cryomalt room. Um, from here, basically, the rest of the presentations are going to be in the Bintani room. Um, so thank you to all of our speakers, our panellists. Thanks to everyone to come, for coming along. And of course, huge thanks to our principal partner, Cryomalt. Um, Otherwise, see you all at the Indies, 6.30 tonight. The Trade Expo is open until 6.30. Uh, I'll be there and hope to see you all there.
Thanks a lot. See you soon. Thank you to everyone at home, at work and on the go for listening to this Brewery Pro podcast. If you enjoyed this content, we would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast in your app of choice. This helps listeners in the brewing industry find the show organically. If you have any questions, comments or episode ideas or just want to get involved, head to our website, brewsnews.com.au. We love hearing from you all.